The only time my entire family lived together was when I was in elementary school for about one year. Even though I was my happiest because we were together, it was also scary due to what we witnessed in that apartment we lived in. The first thing I remember happening was on a rainy night. We lived in the apartment on the first floor. It was probably around midnight. I remember waking up to the sound of heels going up and down the stairs outside, which didn't alarm me at first. But when it kept going on and on, I started getting scared. The apartment above us was vacant at the time, so it didn't really make sense that the heels I heard would stop right at the door of the apartment right above us. I tried to go back to sleep, but I couldn't. I was too scared. Now, I didn't mention it before, but we lived in a one-bedroom. My older brothers took the bedroom, and my parents and I slept on the floor of the living room so we could hear everything. Again, I heard the footsteps of what sounded like heels, but this time, I could hear them louder. I heard them going up the stairs, and they stopped at the door upstairs again. My heart felt like it froze. That's when I heard the footsteps going across the living room upstairs right above us, and my heart was beating faster. I froze and couldn't move, even though I wanted to cover myself up with the covers. For some reason, I felt like it was a woman with high black heel boots on, and I don't know why that's what I was picturing. The footsteps were now going across the living room back and forth right above us, and I couldn't move. There was no sound of the doors opening or anyone unlocking it, which should have been loud because every door there was loud. I don't remember falling asleep, but I guessed I must have because I just remember waking up the next morning and asking my mother if people had moved in already to the apartment above us. She said no and asked why. I didn't want to tell her because I knew she wouldn't believe me. On a different night, my dad woke us up screaming that there's something in there. He said that he felt something or someone pull his leg. I've never seen him scared before, so seeing him scared was enough for me to believe him. They all just excused it with it probably just being a mouse, but we never found one, nor any holes or evidence of a rodent. There were more things that happened to all of us individually. I truly believe that the complex is haunted, and I'm just happy we didn't live there for more than a year. My friend Katie and I were playing at our town park. It was a normal day around 2 o'clock in the afternoon. We sat at one of the tables just talking when we then saw this red truck drive by slowly. This wasn't unusual because most old people are slow drivers in general. We were still talking and we didn't really take any notice to the truck. That is, until it passed by yet again. At this point, me and Katie got nervous, so we went on the equipment. After about three or four minutes, they circled back, but this time down the alleyway. Someone parked the car, and Al hopped a man wearing a black shirt, blue jeans, and a baseball cap covering his eyes. He sat at the exact table we were just at. He was on the phone, and he would look up at the both of us talking into it. Too quiet for us to hear. Katie and I started making a plan. My house was the closest. Katie then said, 
But if they follow us, we should try and lose them. And girl, your house is right there, but I live in the apartments. She did. She lived at the top level, and you could only get in with a key. So we started walking to the library, which is less than a block from the apartments. They had a truck that was really loud. You could tell when the truck started up again. We then started running to the apartments. The apartments had three doors, one on the left, the right, and then the center main one. We were coming from the left, but we decided to go to the right door. If they came after us, then we would be kind of more hidden. We got inside, and we went to the TV room. The TV room was on the first floor, and we could look out the windows towards the street. Not four minutes after we got inside, we saw that same red truck creep passing the building. The truck was a red Dodge Ram, and it had dark tinted windows. We ran up to Katie's apartment room and tried to tell her mom, but she wasn't home. It was now about 2.30, and she got off in an hour. So did my mom. When she finally got home, we told her everything. Katie's mom then took me home in her car. Sometimes I wonder what would have happened if we both didn't get that bad feeling. Is it possible that we were being trafficked? I haven't ever seen that same truck or man again after that. And thank God. I was a freshman in high school when this happened. I'll be using fake names since I'm still in contact with two of them. I had these three guy friends that I was very close with. William and I had been friends since sixth grade. We had an instant connection due to our alike interests. Zachary and I met in eighth grade, and he used to bully me, but then he ended up liking me, and we also lived in the same complex. And then Rob. He and I weren't as close, but we would have occasional chats. Anyways, I remember I got off the school bus, which Zachary and Rob would also take. Rob and Zachary's stop was the third one in the complex, and I was the first. That's why I found it weird when I looked to my left and I saw them getting off in the second stop. I had a gut feeling not to go the normal way to my apartment. So I went around the building instead and then inside. That was it. But like everyone says, this wouldn't be a scary story if it ended here. A few days later, William joined us in the bus. He lived close to our school, so he usually walked. We started chatting until my stop came. When I got off the bus, I had that same gut feeling to not go the normal way again. I looked to my left and I caught a glimpse of Zachary, William, and Rob going to the opening of my apartment building. The complex where I live at has an open area, so the stairs and doors are outside instead of those apartments where you need to put a password and then go in. Well, I decided to not go home and I just kept walking straight, and I then stopped when I was at a parking lot and saw a man. I remember looking back to the staircase in front of my apartment, and I saw Zachary, William, and Rob hiding behind the staircase looking at me, and I then yelled, Hey, stop following me! By the way, the man looked at me and didn't do anything. At this point, I turned back around to the opposite direction and booked it, and I hid behind a playground and I could hear them all talking and getting closer. 
I then decided to move to a building that was closer to my building, and I saw the guys walking the opposite direction. I went all the way up to the third floor, and that's when I saw my mom pulling into the parking lot. I ran to her, and I told her about these boys that were following me. And that's when again, I saw them all hiding behind a bush, and my mom then yelled at them, which they all ran away. A few days later, while I was inside my house, I had heard my name being called from outside. I went to the living room, and I had peered out of the blinds, when I then saw Rob making eye contact with me. This was when I lived in the first floor, and I could tell he was with Zachary. When I tell people this story, they always say, oh, it's just because they liked you, or they don't take me seriously because they were my friends. But I was so scared at that moment because of how motivated they were to find out where I lived, and they had even asked all of my other friends to tell them where I lived. Now, I know the story may not be that creepy to some, but to have three boys following a young girl and not know what their intentions were, even though they were my so-called friends, well, that's pretty damn creepy. I've always wondered what would have happened if I would have went the normal way to my apartment while they were waiting for me. I'm really glad I never found out. I can't recall my actual age to be honest, but I believe I was about 7 to 8 and I lived in a small apartment complex. I met this girl about my age who I started to play with, and she lived at the next apartment complex over, which me and my siblings were allowed to run around free and play with our friends, not really worrying about the dangers we might encounter in doing this. So this was in the 90s, and we didn't have cell phones like we do now. If we were to call home and say we were going to be at someone's house to play, it was on a landline. This time it was just me and her roaming about and playing. We ended up at the front of her apartment door. One of her brothers was a bit older than her, and the other one was a teenager, older than both of us that I can recall. She led me in, which I was a bit hesitant about going in, but I tried to brush it off as it was my first time at her place. Some of the details are a bit hazy for me, but I simply remember walking towards a room where the door was wide open and there was a mattress on the floor with a bunch of stuffed teddies and other stuffed animals. My sight instantly went to a big teddy bear that was on the bed, and I can recall saying something about it. Her brother was sitting on this mattress in the room, and he then said, Oh yeah, do you want to play with it? And in my head, I'm thinking I really do but I just kept feeling like something wasn't right. And my time spent in the apartment, there were no adults that I had seen. So I just said back, no, I'm okay. And I then asked the sister if we should just go back out and continue to play. I then noticed that she wasn't near me, like she was wanting to keep her distance from me and the door frame to the bedroom. Now that I look back on this situation, I honestly believe that this older brother of hers would always get his sister to bring back girls for him to mess with. Luckily, I told them I had to leave, and I could see the other brother in the living room just watching all of this unfold, not really saying anything, but just observing. I just remember feeling so relieved as soon as I stepped outside, and feeling really creeped out about everything. I never went back to their apartment or stepped a foot inside. 
In fact, I'd stop playing with her at all. Always trust your instincts, as you really never know what you might get yourself into if you blow off your intuitions. I'm 23, and this incident happened a year and a half ago. I had just moved into my first apartment and was in the process of moving in. The door that led into my apartment locks itself automatically when closed. So I was going to the entrance of the apartment complex to get my mail while talking on the phone with my boyfriend. I returned to my apartment and sat on the bed while opening the mail while using the phone. I dropped the phone on the floor and it landed under the bed so I had to lie on the floor and then stretch for it. I saw something that caught my eye. There was someone under my bed. My eyes widened and I choked the urge to scream. The person under my bed was still lying with his back towards me and his head to his chest so I couldn't see his face and he didn't see me. Trying to be rational while so many thoughts rushed through my head, I picked up the phone and said, Sorry, I dropped my phone. I'm just going to take a shower and call you back. The bathroom is right by my bed, so I hastily walked in, quietly locked the door, turned the shower on, jumped out of my window, and called the police. They told me to wait nearby, but to go across the street and see if anyone comes out of the door to the apartment complex. This was during the summer, and it was still light out. I placed myself across the street, hiding behind a car while watching my open bathroom window and the entry door. I called my boyfriend and he came to me just before the police. I gave them my keys and they went inside. Only moments later, two cops came out holding a thin and tired looking man. His eyes looked crazy, but he didn't try to get away. The policeman that had stood beside me and comforted me while the police searched through my house told me that the man stood outside my bathroom door with one of my kitchen knives and he was waiting for me to come out. This man had somehow crept in my entry door while I was getting my mail and then hid under the bed. The man that was trying to hurt me turned out to be a homeless person and was placed in a mental hospital. My boyfriend moved in with me the very next day. Thanks for reading my story. I just wanted to share my story so that others might know what to do if a situation like this occurs. The police told me that what I did was truly amazing and rational. If I had screamed, this could have ended really badly for me. This unfortunately is the only way I feel comfortable having my story public, and I have this feeling that it needs to be told as a warning to young women, and even men. I am 23 years old, and it started months before this incident, as I had been talking to this boy for a good couple of months by now. One night in particular, I was feeling depressed and just wanted to get out of the house, and knowing that this boy, who we'll call Frank, had been off that day, I felt like it could have been fun to hang out with him. So I text him and I ask what he's up to. As I said before, I'm 23 and I have the freedom to come and go as I please in my parents' house, since they're confident I can make mature decisions, which I would usually say that going to a boy's house on a first date was a horrible decision, but I felt comfortable with Frank, 
so that's when I asked if he'd like to drink or anything while we hung out. He agreed, and he proceeded to send me his address. Great. Two hours away, I think to myself, and once again realized that this would normally convince me to stay home. Well, tonight being in the mood I'm in, I left anyway, and I started on the journey to Frank's apartment. As I pull into his apartment complex, it's an absolute maze, and I park by one of the three pools. I then call Frank, and he picks up, then coming outside to find me. I'm standing for 10 minutes now and wondering why I can't see him yet, and this is getting really creepy. But he then calls me at that exact moment, and I'm already fast walking back to my truck, since I got kind of scared with the weight. He tells me that I'm in the wrong place and he can't find me. Sort of relieved, I asked where I need to go, and then out of nowhere, he runs up to my window shirtless and panting. What the actual heck? I'm kind of just frozen with confusion and shocked. He's also walking around in my passenger door now, and I didn't have it in me to leave or resist him entering the car, so he gets in and he starts talking to me. He's being very persistent with me, so in my confusion, I just kind of followed the directions back to his apartment. I was maybe about three blocks on the wrong side of the huge maze. Getting into his apartment, I start to feel slightly more comfortable since it was clean and it didn't smell or anything. So I just tried to relax a bit and thought maybe I'm just being silly. Then I see it. His bed is on the floor in the living room for some reason and the TV's on the floor too. No furniture and I know he has no roommates. I thought this was weird but I just avoided the confrontation. After the two-hour drive, I just wanted to drink a bit and relax. So we started drinking, and to my pleasant surprise, he got fruity seltzer beer, and I really enjoy those since regular beer makes me sick. This makes me happy, and I start to loosen up a bit. We talk for a while and listen to the music, just making conversation. I'm about three seltzers in now, and I'm starting to feel it a bit so I ask him if I can have a water by chance. He gets really weird about it, and he begs me to drink one more with him, and that we would share it so I wouldn't have to drink too much. He's already walking to the fridge while telling me this, so I just let it happen, because I mean, I have already gotten this far. Why the heck not, I thought. He brings back the beer, taking a drink or two, and then hands it to me. I take two sips and I try to hand it back, which he then replies with, I'm okay, and he puts it down. I thought that was weird since he was the one wanting to drink more. I take one more drink, not thinking too much about it, and I put it down. The next thing that I can fully comprehend or remember is that I'm now waking up to it being morning time, and Frank is at the end of the bed, sort of underneath my legs. I'm trying to fully realize what the hell's happening, but I'm in a huge fog, so it takes me a second or two, and during this time he's telling me, Oh babe, I think you made a mess. My head starts swimming, and I'm just wondering what the hell he's talking about, and he then says after that, Yeah, I think you need to go take a shower. What the actual fuck is happening? I think to myself, and I push myself up and I then realize, oh my god, 
I run into the bathroom trying to not act like I'm scared, even though that I'd realize standing up that I'm now naked and blood is running down both of my legs and that it had been there for a while since it was dry. I'm now terrified and I don't know what the hell to do, but I felt so gross. And so I'm using a shower and I'm frantically calling friends and my mom trying to get someone to help. No one answers. At this point, I'm terrified that he's planning to do more to me. I step out of the shower as quiet as I can and leave the water running to try and make it seem like I wasn't in there prepping my escape. Once I get my stuff together, and now that I'm dressed with the spare clothes that I brought in my bag, I tried as quietly as I could to open the bathroom door and slide through. I get to the end of the hall where there's a half wall separating the kitchen and living room. So fortunately, I was able to get a few feet away from the door before he finally turned around. He was cleaning up the mess and tools he had. I sprinted for the door, trying to make my escape. I honestly felt like a bear was chasing me, or worse, and I had never felt so small my entire life. When I got to my truck, I never looked behind me. I just turned the key and drove. I know it's going to sound stupid, but I never reported it. And since none of my friends picked up the phone that day, I never told a soul. I still have a picture of in my phone as a reminder of what happened and how lucky I am that he only got as far as he did before I ultimately woke up and caught him. Who the hell knows what else he had in store for me if I had stayed asleep for any longer. I'm really glad that I only took a few drinks of that drink I was handed.